Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Clarence Court is home to Britain's widest collection of free-range eggs since 1928. Our traditional heritage birds produce a distinctively rich and iconic yolk that takes home cooking from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Loved by chefs and favoured by foodies, each shell is stamped with its own royal crown. It's time for you to discover the wonderful world of fabulous eggs by fabulous birds. Clarence Court. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dish from Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. Hi, Angela Hartnett. Hey, Nick Grimshaw. How are you? Very well. And your good self? <laughs> yeah, good. I'm all right. I'm really good. I thought about you the other day because I was thinking about you in the supermarket. Oh, Unfortunately, wasn't Waitrose. Okay. Obviously, I would go to Waitrose by choice. Right. It is the best. Okay. But I went in another one just for convenience. But I will say that their self-service was rubbish. Oh. You know, you've got to scan it yourself. Yeah. They've got a rubbish one. The Waitrose one works. This other supermarket that I went to. Did you complain? No, I didn't, but it was annoying and it didn't work. And I thought about what would you do in that situation? And then I thought, maybe Angela doesn't put herself in this situation. I do use a scanner. I just ask the person who's around and say, excuse me, it's not working. And get them to do it. Well, then they come and show me that I've obviously put my weight in the wrong area, which is probably what you did. It's never clear. Yeah, it's never clear. It's is never it? clear. I know what supermarket you're talking about because yeah. it's not clear. It's at not all. clear. It's rubbish because I was doing that one day yeah. like this, moving it, and it still wouldn't it work. It still wouldn't work. And the basket area and the bagging area yeah. look the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's clearing weight trust. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I hate it. I hate it when it doesn't scan. Remember when that first started to happen? Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, God, it's like you're doing a shift. <laughs> I've got to pay for my shopping and do the work as well. Um, today we have Stephen and Anita Mangan uh, yeah. joining us on the show. Um, and dead excited for them to come in, our first sibling duo. That's true, yeah. On the show. And we have siblings. Yes, we do indeed. Let's have a chat about our siblings yeah. today. Uh, before we welcome them in, though, we have an email from Claire who describes herself as a huge fan. Oh, bless Claire. Um, hello, Dish. This is Claire Hinchley from Leeds. And I love, love, love the Dish podcast. When I discovered it, I binged both series all in one go and then had a sad wait for this season. Um, Did you have a sad wait for this season? (laughs) I was busy. (laughs) Uh, I loved all the guests and wanted to say thank you for making me laugh out loud. People do say they listen to this and laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. Do the podcasts ever make you laugh out loud? Some do, yeah, Yeah. of course. Does this one? Now you've put me in a position where I have to admit that I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> it's when people go, oh, do you see Great Wish Menu? I'll go, I don't watch it. You know, yeah. it's like Busman's Holiday sort of listening to you. Did you listen to all your Radio 1 shows? No. Exactly. No. I'd feel, no, I, I don't, don't want to hear. every dish. I don't want to hear my own voice. No, same. No, it's it makes of... me hate myself inside. <laughs> Speaking of sad weights, Claire. Um, anyway, she says, my question for you, Nick and Angela, is what is in the Waitrose goodie bag so that my husband and I can recreate it and snack along whilst we listen? Mm. Please keep making dish. It's the best podcast out there, says Claire. Aww. Go on, Claire. Love Claire. That's just not from you, Claire, is it? No, Claire, Claire our producer. Off. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what's in a Waitrose goodie bag because we've got one here and we give these to our guests if they answer our end of show question. So they get... 
fig and balsamic relish. Lovely. Love a bit a of cheese. Relish. Yeah. They get some Columbia Reserve at 100% Arabica bean. Very nice. Oh, I love these. Oh, no, I don't. Champagne truffles. I love the other ones that they do. I don't like booze and chocolate. I'm with you. You get some anchovy fillets. Love those. Love an anchovy. Best thing. Mm, delicious. Love those. <gasps> What's this? Seeded crackers. Oh, these are new. They look good. I've never seen them before. They're they from Gales. Yeah. Are Gales now in Waitrose? Gales is in Waitrose, yeah. Wow, Gales yeah. is everywhere. Go on, Gale. Gale Platt's Bakery. God. Then you get some pasta. Trophy? Trophy. 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 Looks delicious. Mmm. You get the crisp and savoury or butter Gruyere cheese and poppy seed twists. I love this. They're good. They're Moorish, aren't I they? Love you eat one, one you eat ten. Oh, I'm actually having them as a starter. Then you get some peppers in oil. But it varies. It's not every bag's the same. No, not every bag's the same. (gasps) Lemon curd. Love lemon curd. Reminds me of my dad. Love lemon curd. Sicilian Um, lemon curd mm. as well. Olive oil. And then finally, you get a bottle of the Leckford Estate Brute sparkling wine, which is delicious. Like a really good good. English sparkling wine. So what should we eat first? The crackers. (laughs) Should we have some of these? We We should have those with some of those anchovies. Oh, yeah. So there you go, Claire. That's what's in the goodie bags. Yeah, I've got to try one. Yeah. Just for a starter. We'll put that down here. Yeah, because I think just to start, Uh, yeah, let's just try. Mm. Goodie bags. Mm. Nice. Now that we've started the food, we might as well get the guests in. Stephen and Anita Mango. Marvellous. Right, our guests today clearly have talent and artistry baked (laughs) into their genes. A brother and sister duo already on their third book together. I like to think of them as like the Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal of Enfield. (laughs) Um, A big welcome to our first ever sibling guests. It's Anita and Stephen Mangan. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Right. How are we doing? Very good. Hungry. Yeah, good. Ready. As the smells are terrific already. Mm-hmm. Oh, wafting I'm, away. Wafting. And slightly scared about drinking a Negroni this yeah. early in the morning. It is early, <laughs> and we are going for a Negroni, which is the, well, I guess, dish alumni, Stanley yes. recipe. Indeed. But you like a Negroni. I love, love a Negroni. Negroni. Oh, you see, yeah. we, we cater for our guests very <laughs> we well. Research. We knew that. And they're an easy cocktail to make, aren't they? So easy. Three yeah. ingredients, same exactly. amount of each. Yeah. Little well, Stanley does a remix. Oh. So Stanley does double gin. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. He loved making cocktails. Yes, he does double gin, Campari, vermouth. Yeah. Wow. Two so, gins, Tucci. Two gins, <laughs> Tucci. I like That's it. should call him. Yeah. Like also, he does no ice. No but, ice. I mean, it was He's super... a maverick, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so cheers. Cheers. Um, cheers. Stephen and Anita, welcome cheers. to Dish. Ooh, and cheers. sorry Stanley Tucci Clink, wasn't yes. actually here to make this. Cheers. But it is his recipe. Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. Oh, I mean, that's... <laughs> I think that's stripped all the enamel off my teeth. Right. <laughs> it's, it's good. Wow. But is it right? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. That's the first thing that's passed my lips today as well. <laughs> Morning. I mean, and now you're going to collapse. Aruga. Wow. Don't they say about Negronis, one's too many and two's not enough? Yes. Yeah. Get your questions in quick because I'm going to be yeah, face wow. down so on this table in about eight minutes. How's the book? <laughs> Talk. Look. I also was like, I'm not going to drink today at Dish. And yeah. now I've tried that. I'm not going to drink today at Dish. <laughs> Wow, that was rough. So how are you guys? How is life? Because you guys are working together as siblings. Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Did you ever think it when you were younger? Definitely not. No way. No, no. <laughs> are you kidding me? My younger sister? Yeah. 
We got on all right as kids, didn't we? Didn't Did, we? Didn't we? Didn't we? <laughs> What's the correct answer? Don't make me kneel on your arms. And... <laughs> Um, you know, bit of fighting, bit of dance routines, you know, the usual. All right, the dance routines have come in very early. <laughs> We're going to see one later. You will get me on You will not. So how did it come about? I mean, you're obviously illustrations yes. and you've always done that. But yeah. did you say, oh, I'm writing a book? Come on, draw some pictures It was Anita's idea, actually. Okay. I was a big reader when I was young, when I was sort of eight, nine. I used to read all the... I mean, even at the dinner table, I would sit yeah. there. We all sat in the same place every time. Mum and my two sisters, Anita and Lisa, on one side, and me and Dad on the other. So there's a sort of gap in between me and Dad on the bench. Mm -hmm. And I would always have a book and be reading. I don't know how they let me get away with it, but they did. Yeah. Maybe because I was reading and not doing, you know, <laughs> but it drugs, was, yeah, But it was my idea. Drugs, to, exactly. <laughs> it was my idea to do a children's book because I wanted to work with him uh -huh. somehow. And he thought, when I said that, he thought, oh, yeah, picture books. Onita does all the work. One sentence on a page. You yeah. Know. yeah, like a couple of hours work Knock for him. Out an no disrespect to people who write picture books. <laughs> I'm sure they're much more difficult than that. Knock it out in an afternoon. But no, I said no, 40,000 word uh, novel, specific. please. Yeah, at least. <laughs> She's like, no more, no less. <laughs> no more, no less. <laughs> exactly. We went to a publisher and they, you know, agreed to do one. And I'm, I'm sort of wary of, you know, people in the celebs, I hate that word, but, you know, writing children's books. Because obviously, as an actor, sometimes you get sports people or models or singers going, oh, I fancy doing a bit of acting. And mm. you put your hands on your hips, you go, it's not that easy, darling, you know. Yeah, exactly. I went to drama school for three years. I worked for decades to get where I am. <laughs> And of course, it, annoyingly, some people can just suddenly take it up and be brilliant, yeah. and others maybe shouldn't have done it. So I was wary of Thank writing you. books. Let's talk about name yeah. <laughs> Name names. Uh, so we did one to see if it was something that I could do, and we enjoyed, and we loved it, and we the response was fantastic. And so yeah, we're here. We are on our third one, the unlikely yeah, rise fantastic. of Harry Sponge. Wow. And how was the relationship when you first? got together to work on the book. How did you do it? Were you like, come round to mine? No, come round to mine. Did you get an office? Like <laughs> I just get the manuscript from him and then after about a week of laughing at the hilarious jokes, I then start to... That was sincere as well. Really sincere. Sincere. <laughs> you don't have to laugh at that. Really sincere. <laughs> she meant that. I then come up with the characters, you know, the drawings, and then send them over to him, hoping that he'll laugh, and he's pretty good. I can't do what Anita does at all. I'm yeah. a terrible artist. And so we very much have our own lanes, so it makes yeah. it easy. In fact, the only thing we really do together is things like this or festivals, you know, mm. go to Hay Festival and Brighton Festival and, and do a little hour show for children. Mm. So the actual creating the book, we pretty much do separately. Our intention is to make each other laugh. And it's easy because we, you know, we've got the same sense of humour. Yeah, you, know. you know, we know what makes you each other laugh. You get each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I imagine that would be Angela's dream for us to do this podcast apart. <laughs> You from your house. Um, I'm saying I would love to do it from my house. I was thinking as I came to work today, actually, there's a studio near my house, like five minutes away, that would work very well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why I have to come all this way. It's far <laughs> Video far. link up. Honestly, yeah. 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 I think we should talk about this after. Thank you. I think, yeah, something to, <laughs> something to think about, yeah. So you don't need to, like, cookbook creative design, right? Yes, the Leon cookbooks back in the day. Uh -huh. um, I did a lot of their design anyway. Yes, and art We feature, some... don't we, the pictures of us? Yes, of I mean, that's what you do. I, that's what I've done in some of our books as well. You do the Hitchcock thing. You put yourself oh, in, yeah. you know, wherever possible. So there's pictures of us in our books. But in the cookbooks, yeah, because Leon, it's all about the family, yeah. you know, the old family photos. And by the time they were on, like, the fourth cookbook, they were running out of photos of, of Henry Dimbleby <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> front of families. So we got in them, us. And you've done, like, 
Over 70? I've designed over 70 or illustrated over 70 books, yeah. Sometimes, I think at one point I was designing eight cookbooks. Wow, it's eight on the go. Yeah. Do you ever get a briefing and you're like, I actually can't draw, I don't know, eggs (laughs) (laughs) or something? Is that there anything that you get get, like, I can't actually... Well, Stephen knows it's difficult to draw horses. It is. The second book we did together... Horses almost on every page. <laughs> on no, purpose. come on! I'm writing a, ch- a Christmas book at the moment, and it's no horses, just lots of reindeer. <laughs> That'll be fine. Horses with antlers. I'm an yeah. older brother. I'm supposed to be annoying. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. He's just ticking off all the things you did to him as a child. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get him for that. Get, Get him for, for that. Yeah, horse for it. that. That'll make it great. A horse is hard to draw. Why is that so? It's, it's Proportions. Their, their, yeah, their legs and their anatomy is just difficult. Yeah. Their faces are fine. It's all the... Mm. Yeah, I can sort of do to the <laughs> Sorry, shoulder. Yeah. So you do like the face, yes. the neck, and then... I did a lot mm. of that, the horse's heads poking in yeah. on the side of the page. <laughs> yeah, over like a kitchen farm door. Yeah. Fine. Did you used to draw as a kid, Ange? Because I always used I to know. draw... And I was really bad at it, but my sister was really good at it and I hated oh. it. No, I've never been able to draw. I mean, really, I love colouring. I love all the colours and stuff, yeah. but mm. really rubbish at drawing. Mm. Sorry, you know, I did the other stuff. Although my mum said, I mean, why she said that, she said about siblings and stuff. And when she was talking about my brother and I, she says, well, Michael, yes, very clever. Angela's very good with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah. Handmade Nokia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and things like that. But I believe you've done a drawing of... Dish, Anita. I have. Of us. Oh God oh revealed. God. Oh God. I've done it for you. On a horse. Yeah. I've not seen so, this either. So basically, about two months ago, I started painting portraits because I was on Portrait Artist of the Year with Stephen that he presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before that, I hadn't really painted since my art foundation. So it's not something I normally do. It's like a get out clause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what are you trying to tell us here? <laughs> I'll hand it over so you can do the big Oh reveal. my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, I love that. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I look a bit like Annie Lennox. Oh, you do. You look like someone's just attached some electrodes to you. Oh my God, I love this. Very good. It's based good. on your, um, on your avatar of your, oh, of your podcast. Oh my God, I do. I love I do. You look a bit frightened. So I do look a bit frightened. You do. And I don't know why that was the brief when we did our photo shoot for the thumbnail of dishes. I look really frightened holding like a lemon. <laughs> Like, I don't know what a lemon is. Lemons are scary. I just went with it. So you guys, you know, you do Portrait Artist of the Year. Anita, you are the portrait of the year. Must be quite nerve-wracking to be an artist and have to paint someone when they're there. I didn't find it too nerve-wracking, actually. I was painting alongside Lawrence, Lawrence Llewellyn, Llewellyn Bowen. Bowen. He went to the same art school as me, actually. Did he? 20 years ago, I got stopped for my autograph in uh, Camden and I signed it and the woman looked at it and went, Who? I said, Stephen Mangan, you just asked me. She went, oh, sorry, I thought you were Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. <laughs> so it's all come full circle. She was so what disappointed. What were you wearing in that supermarket? <laughs> she was so upset that I wasn't Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. She said, you've had your hair cut. I said, I'm not him. <laughs> How did you find Portrait Artist when you run it? I loved that so much. And I love watching that show. And it was so fun. What have you on. done with your portrait? I've got it up. Have you? It's up in oh. the hall. Yeah. So I went on Portrait Artist and you had to bring in... An object that meant something yeah, to you. Yeah, an object that meant something. So I brought Stinky Blob, who's one of my dogs. Not technically an object, <laughs> but he does mean something to me. Yeah. So I brought Stinky because he's the calm one. Right. And Pig, I've got another dog called Pig, and they're both rescue dogs and Pig's nuts. <laughs> so I thought, I don't want to say Pig, because you've got to like, keep your eye on her and she, you know, she eats 
everything that she can see. Like she's at, like she went into Radio One and just at someone's script. <laughs> did a wee when Alan Carr came in. So I was like, she's like problematic. So I'll bring Stinky Blob. And then he was insane. He was so frantic all he day. Was, I've never ever seen him behave like that. And it sounded like Oh, no, he's not normally like this. <laughs> he's actually never been like that before, nor since. There's a huge crew, isn't there? There's yeah. like 75 people on yeah. the set. Yeah, it's a big old number, and it's ours. It's tough for a dog. It is. Emma Freud came in and brought a cat. She said, never, ever moved. Well, it, it did that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was all over the place. It just went for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good you enjoyed it, because it's a bit potluck. Sometimes mm. people get portraits, they can get portraits that aren't that. so good. But yeah. yours were good, weren't they? I really loved it. And you, with the sitting, you don't want to complain, because you are literally... Sitting. sitting yeah. Harder than you think. Harder than you think. Because you can't move and I can't keep still and or not talk. So they were the two <laughs> things. It was like, don't move and don't talk. Yeah. But then it was really weird to have three people staring at you yeah. and not trying to yeah. talk to them. Yeah. But like, you're right. They're like, keep still. <laughs> but I do love it. And the guy that I picked as my favourite, he sort of made me look quite like old. So everyone thought I'd hate that. But I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Let's sort of a glimpse into the future. Yeah. I think that's part of the fascination is what, what is, what's the sitter going to pick? Yeah. You know, these three kind of portraits. Because you assume they're going to go for something Flattery. flattering or yeah. finished. or But sometimes people, I mean, Henning Vane picked the oddest <laughs> picture of himself. But that, yeah, it's a joy. It's a real treat to do. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. I have to get Angela it. on it. Sorry, just excuse my ignorance. Someone draws you. Yeah. They paint you. They paint you in oils. I want to get the artist to do, because it's me and Stinky, so I want him to do me and Pig. Right. Yeah. So that you can oh, have them together. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. Yeah, yeah you should. Good. Yeah, so that's I mean, that's one of the best things about the show is platforming artists because it's very yeah. hard for them to get their work out there. So really, even if they don't win, mm. people might see what they do and go to the website and check them out and you know yeah. commission stuff. So yeah, they'd love a commission from you. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. it was so far. But you ever walking around and looking at the artwork going on and being like, oh my god, that's occasionally. Yeah, occasionally you think there are three. <laughs> They're trying their best, but for some reason the artists are just not pulling it off. And you think, I can't wait for them to turn them around because they do not look like, you know, they, they're, and it's tough. And sometimes they're three real crackers and you think, how are you going to pick one of those? Well, the, pro the process can be, so when I was painting this picture, that when, when you start, you think it doesn't look anything like them, but then it just comes together. But you can, it can be the opposite. Mm. It can start off looking really good, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're destroying it. You're like, oh, Oops. God. Oops. Wrong. <laughs> Has anyone like been annoyed, do you think? Because there were a couple of series before I joined, and I know the first year one of the artists was not chosen as the winner. And I think they'd been having some of Stanley Tucci's Negronis during the day because they, <laughs> they stormed up onto the set, nice. pulled their painting off the wall and said, this is bullshit and ran off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wish I'd been there for that. <gasps> that's what Ooh, great that's telly. that's a juicy one. Yeah. Did they put that on the telly? I don't know if it made it into the final edit. But <laughs> no, it's not very Sky Art. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so food's here, Ange. Yep. Talk us through what is on the menu. So we've got Palestinian slow roast lamb with a cucumber and pomegranate salad. Oh, yeah. I've made some flatbreads because I think it'd be nice to put the flatbreads, the lamb in there. And I've got a little bit of yogurt and mint there. And if you want to put a little bit of salad as well. Delicious. Okay. How should we go for this? What do you think we should I just... think have a little bit of the flatbread, put your lamb on there, yeah. put a little bit of the yogurt and then yeah. have some of your salad. I've got more flatbread okay. cooking. How does this rate for you guys? Is this something that you'd be into? Palestinian slow roast so lamb? So into this. Yes. We I'm... do slow roast lamb at home. Do you ever do quick roast lamb? <laughs> that gets no press. What temperature? It? What temperature do you... Yeah. This was 160 for about four hours. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so a long time. That's higher than I'd imagine for yeah. a temperature. Well, actually, you know what? You're right, because Neil, my husband's a chef, 
I was there this morning taking out. I said, oh, it's all right. He goes, yeah, I turned the oven down. It's too hot yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so he changed the recipe anyway. Oh, okay. oh So Neil. obviously Neil and you are on the same wavelength there, there Stephen. I'm getting it wrong and he's getting it right. So what do you reckon, like 140? <laughs> I reckon he turned, yeah, 140, he turned it down. Four hours. And yeah. do you have to baste it a lot? No, you just put loads of foil on um, mm. so it steams in a way. You put okay. stock on it, then it just steams in mm. its own juices. Right. And I just reduce the juices now to put more on, you see. And made the day before. I did it yesterday because I knew we were coming on first thing. Mm -hmm. So I did it late last night and then switched my oven off. So it just sat through the oven the whole mm. night. So when I woke up this morning, Betty, our dog, was going loony tunes <laughs> around the kitchen. Because it was like, whoa, whoa, what's this? And then the lamb was perfect, actually. Mm. And then Delicious. I just reheated the sauce to baste it so it's nice and moist. And so good. Happy. Mm. Love it. Happy, lovely. Mm. Got lots to eat. It's a whole mm. leg there. <laughs> and what are we um and loads of different spices yeah, so you've got doing? fenugreek cardamom seeds allspice berries crush them all together mm. mix them with olive oil and salt and just literally all over the lamb leg and then in the oven it is so simple mm. that's the beauty of it it's so tasty yeah you don't have to mess around with it for hours oh, I absolutely love it mm. 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 <laughs> Stephen mm. seven Stephen's hating all the. Mm. <laughs> and then the salad is what a pomegranate cucumber mint mint touch of olive oil lime juice red onion chili Ooh. and coriander this mm. is a good like summer dinner mm. if you want to check this out or any of the recipes go on waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes could you have a barbecue this lamb. You could if you had one of those ones that you can sort of stick them in the embers yeah. and just leave it to slow cook like that. But I don't think you could barbecue it, but you could just put it in the side mm. and just leave it there. Or probably actually when the barbecue's going out, you know, as it gets mm. sort of goes, keeps going, you just leave it on the side. What if you stick it stuck in the barbecue for 10 minutes just to <clears throat> seal it? and then... Oh, you could do that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Exactly but then put the spices on afterwards because yeah. they'd all burn. Check me out. Yeah. Chef yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, That's because you did. I remember when you did, was it last year, you presented the Casey's. Do you remember doing yeah. that? He was brilliant, your brother, I have to say. He did the whole monologue himself for like 30 minutes about how he'd never won an award. It What's was the Katie's? <laughs> the Katie's are like the catering industry awards of people, the best chef of the year, mm. hotel, etc. And you always get great presenters, but Stephen was, I have to say, exceptional. Oh, was there you were, he was brilliant. I'm blushing. Get you. I'm the same colour as Tucci's Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> But you're quite an adventurous eater, aren't you? Yeah, I'll eat anything. I mean, that's the great joy of food is you just don't know what you're going to get. So I do, I will, when I go abroad, I'll try whatever is there. In fact, I did Travel Man with Rich Daiwadi. Oh, we ended yeah. up in Morocco yeah. and I ended up eating a sheep's eyeball. Oh, yeah. Which was really, because also the sheep's heads are all looking at you, but they've been split in half. <laughs> so it's just half a jaw and half a... Mm. <laughs> It was raw eyeball. when you ate it. I don't I mean, I was so busy know. screaming, I can't yeah. remember what, <laughs> what the person said. But I ate it. I gave it a go. You ate it. And how was it? Do you horrible. remember? Yeah, revolting. Won't yeah. be doing that again. But, you yeah. know, at least I tried yeah. it. By the way, if you didn't have enough alcohol already with the Stanley Tucci insane cocktail, um, we are now going to mm. have a little glass of red wine. Indeed. Which has been paired with our slow roast lamb. We mm. have a red wine which uh, is a Spanish red wine, Los Tontos Sabios. Ooh. It's an organic red field blend made with organic grapes, and the red field blend comes from the La Mancha region of Spain. So a nice, bright, juicy bramble fruit, soft tannins, perfect with the spicy lamb. Perfect with the lamb. Cheers. 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 You're fluent in Spanish. Oh, what you is, are oh, not. Yeah, what yeah. does Los Tontos Sabios mean? Yeah. Um, 
well. Um, <laughs> something to do with this illustration. Look Tontos illustration. is stupid. Oh, okay. um, Sabios, I don't know. Is that a jester? Uh, it looks like a jester, yeah. doesn't it? Stupid wine, I think. So stupid yeah. wine. Not stupid wine. wine. Sabios, don't know. Sabios means wise men. Oh, oh the stupid oh, wise men. Okay. That is really good. It's is nice. it, I haven't tried it yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will drink today. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of lamb. When, you know, if, if you're listening to this and there's like two of you, yeah. what are you going to do with that leftovers for the lamb? What's a nice little Ooh. day after lamb hangover? A day after what lamb. You well, that? you could do shepherd's pie, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Mince it all up. You could do mm-hmm. rissles. Mm. You could do little meatballs with it. Mm. Do a pasta with it. That would be nice. Pasta Ooh, yeah. would be good. Pasta, yeah. nice fresh like pasta. Big break ribbon, it all up. Pasta. Reduce the sauce. That would be very good actually. Ooh, with some yeah. olives and lemon in there. That's it. That's the dish. Mm. We'll have that after. So we'll have that tomorrow. <laughs> so if you guys just give us your address, yeah, we'll send, you. send it over. We'll make over. that tomorrow <laughs> and bring that round for you, um, guys. Let's talk about your brand new book, The Unlikely Rise of Harry Sponge. It's out right now how do you guys start making a children's book because when i did my book i sort of waited until the very last minute and then had <laughs> an existential crisis in my kitchen and um, how does the process begin for you guys uh i suppose i have a little idea that think i think oh that there's something in that the first book we did together was called escape the rooms and it was based on a thing that happened to our sister lisa Mm-hmm. She went on a bungee jump right. in a fair in the West Country somewhere. And as she was going up, the two lads who were running it in the, in the crane cradle that she was in kept looking at her harness, which was attached to her sort of ankles, and then whispering to each other. And she was like, is everything all right? And they said, oh, yeah, no, no, fine. Is that supposed to be like it's, it's supposed to be? And she started to get more and more paranoid. And they kept saying, no, it's fine, it's fine. And they kept looking at it worriedly. And they got to the top and the gate's open and you have to sort of, I don't know if you've done a bungee jump and it's horrendous. Yeah. You sort no. of lean forward. <laughs> no. And as what? she got to the point of no return, one of them shouted, no, wait! <gasps> and she went, what? And oh. all the way down, she thought there was a problem. And of course, they were just trying to wind her up and make it more exciting, as if a bungee jump <laughs> needs to be more exciting. I hope they've been arrested. Well, they should have been. I mean, in America, they'd be sued out of existence, Oh, my they? God. Awful. No, so that, awful. Got, that story sort of stuck with me. Is what an interesting start to a story, somebody doing a bungee jump they don't really want to do. And what if they ended up plummeting straight through the earth? I mean, surviving, not being hurt, but into yeah. another dimension. Yeah. Oh. So that's how the sort of, that's a little seed. Yeah. Like and just like, right, It'd be a very yeah. short book, wouldn't it? A bungee yeah. jump and they died. And they died. <laughs> it's only one Cute. chapter long. <laughs> Great kids book. Illustrate that, Anita. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. So you have a sort of thing, a story you're told or an idea and you think, oh, maybe there's something in that. And then it just sort of grows. And there's partly when your editor says, call me and tell me the story and you've got it kind of half worked out but the adrenaline and panic of having to tell them a story you start inventing stuff yeah. and actually you come up with you know so there we go and, and often I don't really know where the story's going when I start writing it because books I liked when I was a kid were books that were funny and exciting with big mm-hmm. characters but also went in places you didn't expect them to go mm-hmm. so I try and sit down every day when I'm writing and surprise myself and hopefully the readers will then be like, oh, we don't yeah. know where this is going either. Because kids have such great imaginations oh. as well, so you can really like let yourself go. They're brilliant to write for in that point of view. And also they're very honest and very, you know, if, if they're not enjoying it, they'll just put it down because mm-hmm. there's a million screens they can be watching. And your kids have read them all? My kids have read them all. Yeah. Well, my youngest is seven now and he's just reading Harry Sponge right. and he's loving it. That's the big test. They're the ones I'm 
fear most reading I'm sure, it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and do, do you use them as sort of guinea pigs along the writing process? I use them to bounce ideas off. Right. What if this happened? What if yeah. that happened? And if they laugh, and you know, then I know I'm onto something. And if they go, oh, dad, that's no. such a dad joke. Yeah. And I also Been know there, I'm onto it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, yes, keep yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think going to festivals and going into schools. And when you hear parents come up to you and say, our seven-year-old or eight-year-old was never into reading and they just loved yeah, your book. That's, that to me is probably the most you know, satisfying thing yeah. of anything I've done in yeah. my career to yeah, hear that. Yeah, I bet. Must be really nice. And how is it like when your own kids are reading them and saying, that's actually really good, Dad. Yeah, I mean, Jack, our youngest, is reading a chapter a night of The Unlikely Rise of Harry Sponge. And every morning he comes to me and either says, Dad, you're really funny or Dad, you're really weird. <laughs> Either work. I mean, I'm happy with that. I'm happy yeah, with both great. those responses. Both great, yeah. But those books that you read when you were a kid, I think, really stick with you, don't you? Like, yeah. I really remember reading books. And I used to read so much more as a kid. Oh, same. I don't know if they were better books or if I didn't have a job. But if you find a book now that you love, don't you think, oh, why didn't I read more? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we'd all got too much going on and we're yeah. too busy and life's too quick. Because yeah. reading requires you to stop and take a moment. Yeah. I think that's brilliant that you said that about the kids because kids aren't doing enough of that. You know, it's all swipe here, swipe mm-hmm. there. Exactly. And actually a book, I get quite distressed getting to the end of a book so because yeah. it's like the end of what is brilliant. Yeah. 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 You know, down, yeah, you slow it down, you know. But I loved kids, but I used to read all Enid Blyton. Yes. Oh, yeah. so Famous Five, I Secret loved Goosebumps. Seven. Goosebumps. Yeah. Oh. My first job was in a children's bookshop. Was it? Yeah, when I was like 15. So you'd have to recommend books, would you? Well, it was like a wholesale. My auntie Karma worked there. I'd work on reception, but then I got demoted to the back to pack in. (laughs) What what did you do? But I was in charge of the intercom. Yeah, oh God, so you messed around. Yeah. (laughs) And I'd do things like Dr. Dre in reception. (laughs) Anita, we wanted to ask you, you know, you've had an amazing career in illustration and in design and stuff but it wasn't like something that you started right at the beginning of your career was it It was something that you came to after a little bit of a while yeah I retrained or I trained should I say because I didn't (laughs) go to university initially at 31 oh wow yeah so I worked at Comic Relief before that for eight and a half years yeah so I did loads of evening classes while I was there in drawing Mm -hmm. and yeah now I realize this is what I should have been doing all my life but there's a lot of pressure on kids to know what to do Mm -hmm. you know what are you going to do when you grow up what are you going to do for your GCSEs um, A levels but it's quite crazy that isn't it that you are asked at 15 like what do you want to do with your life choose your A levels choose your A levels because that's going to be your whole course in life it's like what I don't even know who I am or what's going on where I am like figure out how to get dressed I did a law degree (laughs) for goodness sake you did did you yeah I mean, I would have been the world's worst lawyer, but, you know. <laughs> you were pretty all right in the split. You managed well, that. Yeah. The acting yeah, was yeah, brilliant. The acting that was a, like was a here's what you could have won part. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah. That could have been your life. We had a thing at our school where we had to fill out a form. Did you ever have to do this? And it was kind of random questions. You know, you do the lottery and you like mm. colour in like the little gap with your pencil. Mm. It was sort of questions like that. And it's the question would be, do you prefer clouds or <laughs> frogs? Right. Quite abstract questions. And you'd be like, I guess clouds. And then it'd say things like, how much out of 10 do you enjoy eating with your family? And you'd be like, "Mm, 10, I guess. And it'd print it out and it printed out. And it was so in the 90s that, remember when paper used to have like two bits down the side with holes in and you had to rip it off. (laughs) It was like that era. Um, And Mike came out and said, funeral director. (laughs) Yeah. Did. Dead Dr. Dre in reception. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So we did talk earlier about you guys working together as siblings. Um, Ange, could you imagine working with your brother? Oh, my brother probably not, because he'd be quite telling everyone what to do. He likes that. He's like that on holiday. He's great, my brother, and I love him to death. But on but... holiday, he likes a plan. <laughs> right. And he'll be up there, right, what are we going to do today? Whereas I'm like, I don't need to be told or asked. Mm. I just want to see how the day goes. And my sister I could definitely work with. Yeah. She's easy, relaxed. In fact, we probably have worked together, actually. We've done, like, catering events mm. together, and she always helps. Oh. Yeah, she's good. I definitely couldn't work with my brother. Oh, yeah, Andrew, I imagine, would oh, be like Andrew, Michael. No It'd be yeah. like Michael. Yeah. And <laughs> nor my sister as well. She's, like, mad for going to work, like, loves work. Right, like, okay. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. Finally, we come to the end of the show question. A question for you here in this gold envelope. Should we be scared? Well, no. I don't know, potentially. And if you want to answer this question or read it aloud, you can win your very own Waitrose goodie bag. Stephen's laughing. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But the goodie bag is good, as discussed at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so, my question is Anita, Stephen has 68 IMDb acting credits. We assume you've seen everything. Has there ever been anything you've seen where you've thought to yourself, oh, dear, he's not very good in this? <laughs> <laughs> 68? Wow. <laughs> I've said to myself, oh dear, I shouldn't be watching this because it's been quite lewd. Yeah, and it's right. not something a sister wants to see. Yes. How but is that? That must be really weird. Yeah. It is weird. My whole family, we sit around watching things, you know, things that you don't want to see your brother doing or your uncle or your brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. And we all sit there going, no, at the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Even kissing is just wrong. Yeah, right? yeah. Just honestly, kissing. Yeah. But not being very good. The first time I saw him on stage, I thought he might fall off. That, I was terrified that he might fall off. Not that he's clumsy or anything, but, but he's good in everything. I mean, isn't oh, it? What a good on. sister. Good one. Well done. Nice. You get your goodie bag. Yeah, you get your goodie bag. Oh, thank you. There are some scenes of film where I think, oh my God, my sisters are going to watch this. Yeah. Or my auntie Anne is going to watch this. It's going to be horrendous. Do you ever have to pre-warn or do you just... I think now so I just assume that people just have to yeah. kind of, we're all grown ups, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I mean, some horrendous stuff. Yeah. 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 What about watching it back yourself? Do you ever watch it back? I've stopped watching myself on telly. Right. I, my big stupid face, I can't face it. Who <laughs> <laughs> need? I just can't. By the way, we need to mention one of the most iconic moments in British TV, that you were Dan in Alan Partridge yeah, as of Dan, Dan, Dan. Dan. And I totally forgot about that until like this week. I'm not allowed to forget that. No, no, no. I'm sure. So sorry. No. No. How many times has people shouted? Every day, yeah. no. practically, yeah. still, yeah. Wow, of course. Uh, I mean, at least three or four times a week. Yeah. And anyone you meet called Dan will always say, you no. ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a Spurs fan. I was interviewed on the pitch at Tottenham, yeah. you know, 60,000 wow. people. They all started shouting at me. <laughs> Massive Dan chant. There are worse things people yeah, can true. shout at you. Especially true. football fans. They exactly. Yeah. Worse, yeah. Well, I'm glad that I brought it up. <laughs> no, I, listen, I'm delighted to have been part of it. It's an iconic moment. Oh my God, yeah. really? Yeah. And actually, I don't really even appear in this. I'm just <laughs> yeah. in, vaguely in yeah. the distance. Yeah. <laughs> but if you watch it, you'll see that uh, Amelia and Felicity are in it standing behind Steve Coogan because yeah. it's all improvised he wasn't supposed to do it like that <laughs> yeah. and you can see them turn away and snigger because he just keeps on going and going and going <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean yeah. it is brilliant it, it is, brilliant. is. I did a play it's recently he came to see it and he shouted it at me across no. the bar <laughs> of the, uh... uh, right Stephen let's hear your question here we go Stephen how often do you look at your own Wikipedia page are you happy with the picture <laughs> uh, let's, see, let's the picture. see the picture the picture is, is... oh 
Yeah. That looks like you're doing sort of a TED talk. I'm not happy at all. It looks no. like I'm some sort of smug overlord. Who's... <laughs> also looks like you're about to launch a new iPhone. Mm. It does. Yes. <laughs> not happy with it at all. And how often do I look at my own Wikipedia? Probably twice a year, just yeah. to check. But I mean, nothing. it's way out of date. And I look oh. at it and think I really ought to change it. Because some people, it's incredibly crafted. Yeah, it's really well produced. Chapters and mm. this, and he did this, and she did that. Mm. But mine is sort of like... Stephen is currently appearing at the Norwich Theatre Royal <laughs> and it's still from 1998. <laughs> so, yeah, I should probably get involved with that. Maybe we need an Anita drawing. I'll paint yeah. a really nice portrait of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, congratulations. You answered the question. They get one each. Yeah. Come on, Waitrose. Thank you for coming to see us. Yeah. The book is out now. Go get it. And, um, yeah, thank you for our amazing portrait. Yeah, that's we love brilliant. That. It's we so really good. Do. Stephen and Anita, everyone. Yay. Thank you. Do you want to take some home? There's loads. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. we'll pack really some up for to. you. It is actually really good as well. Thank you. Yeah, That's really lovely. Good. Thank you, Waitress. They're the same. I like that. They're, brother. They're the same. Has <laughs> she got something I haven't got? What's she got? What's she got? Next week on Dish, we have Candy's Breathway. I go towards the changing room to try on a completely different piece. There is a dress hanging up on the back of the stockroom door. Speak to the lady, it's going to landfill. Landfill? It's going to landfill because it's been in there for too many seasons and it can't be returned to the main store. And it's worth 16,000 pounds. And it's in Stop. my size. Shut up. She sells it to me for 800 smackers. <laughs> oh, oh my, that is a round of applause. If you would like to recreate today's dish for your friends or family or maybe a stranger in the street, head to waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. That is where you'll find all the meals we've ever made on the podcast. Follow Dish wherever you get your podcast so you'll get it delivered to your device every week. And if you enjoy it, please leave us a great review. If you don't, listen to something else. <laughs> we can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela, whatever they are, to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.